Welcome, cadets and captains, to another dope episode of M Class Podcast. I'm Jeff. I'm Dope Boy Josh. <laughs> we make this look easy. Trick with your boys. Damn, I'm gonna be using that so much lately. <laughs> You sent it to somebody on Twitter, just like unsolicited. I made like a little, like a little video out of it. It's so perfect. Because I was bored. <laughs> so perfect. I got, I got bored. Well, we are living in the boredom era at this point, thanks to the pandemic. Yeah, it's pretty cool. I, uh, I cleaned my house, whole house pretty much because of a pandemic. Well, that's so. good for both your house and the pandemic, honestly. Yeah, wait, why is it good for the pandemic? Because you cleaned it. You oh, the, so the, the pandemic the virus can't hide. <laughs> I see. Yeah. No, I just picked up the piles of virus and I threw them out. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, get out of here, virus. Yeah, if America could just pick up the piles of viruses and throw them out, we would just be fine. The Which virus are we old. talking about? <laughs> oh. The, the virus you know? of republicanism, maybe? Thank you. <laughs> I said it. I say what others don't have the guts to say. That's why everybody <laughs> listens to this podcast. We're like the liberal Joe Rogans of podcasts. Please, please don't say that. <laughs> I knew. I knew. I knew that reaction I was hate gonna... Joe Rogan. No, I know. I know. I know, dude. He's dude. Oh, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Anyway, this is a Star Trek podcast, believe it or not. <laughs> Uh, we sit down with a piece of Star Trek media and we pick it apart and we decide uh, whether it's good or bad pretty much straight out the gate. Uh, this one's not good. We're going to be talking about <laughs> Voyager Season 7, Episode 3. It's called Drive. Yeah, just like that PlayStation 1 game of the same name. Yeah, that's what people would think of. Except that game's more interesting. And, it is. And you don't do anything in that game except Drive. Wasn't Drive, like, the proto-Grand Theft Auto, though? Like, it had yeah, the uh, No, it was after Grand Theft Auto, but it was it, it was the proto-Grand Theft Auto... I, I know what you're talking about. In the in a way that, like, you play it now, right? Where you get yeah. in the car. Oh, because yeah. Grand Theft Auto was, like, top-down to begin with. Yeah, it was top-down, yeah. yeah. Which is, um, like, so weird, right? If you're wondering why we're tangenting already in the podcast before we yeah. even got into it like before we even introduced the episode we tangented real quick yeah uh i was playing hades on my switch during most of this episode <laughs> so <laughs> uh i was in bed watching it but i was like i've i mean i i remember this one a whole a whole lot i remember seeing this one a few times and uh man voyager I, I, I kind of get why people like it, in a way, because it's just pure comfort, because yeah. nothing happens. Because nothing absolutely ever happens, ever. Yeah, so. This is... Here's the wildest thing. I'm going to do, like, a quick rundown of this episode. There is an interstellar <laughs> starship race. Yeah. There is a terrorist plot. There is a uh -huh. turnabout and a struggle with a gun inside of a spaceship. Yes. And... Uh, none of that matters at all. It's still boring as fuck. It's How did they somehow, manage that? It's somehow not in. It's not exciting. Which like, there's a starship race. That's awesome. Yeah, I was so like, I've never. <clears throat> I don't remember this episode. I've definitely seen it. Like, I remembered halfway through it, and I was like, oh man. 
Yeah. Because the, the, like, idea of this episode, the promise at the front is you're going to see an interstellar starship race. Isn't that dope? That's radical. Uh, you mostly don't see it. They show the race itself as little bleeps on a radar screen more than anything. <laughs> yeah. They show some random ensign in engineering listening and smiling awkwardly at, at Neelix announcing the rate. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. The craziest part about this episode, this might be the only time I ever say this about Voyager, Neelix is the least bad part of this entire episode. <laughs> yeah. Somehow, uh, Tom Paris is pretty terrible. God. The, He's the blandest man that ever lived. You can really tell. Uh, we're jumping like we're. Just, this one's gonna be like five minutes long. This episode. <laughs> well, my favorite part in the episode was when uh, I fought the Hydra. That was my favorite part. <laughs> my favorite part was when it ended, and I watched Lovecraft Country. <laughs> I watched a good show. Yeah, this um. <laughs> Well, let's get the customary beginning part out of the way. Uh, this episode was written by Michael Taylor, who uh, wildly wrote in the Pale Moonlight. Yeah, he wrote this one. This was this one wasn't as good as that. No, he wrote um, in, on season three of Battlestar Galactica as well, which Josh could speak to. That's a damn good season. Um, I mean, they're all good, but that's a real good season. According to Ronald D. Moore, um, Brian Fuller and Michael Taylor were treated very shabbily as writers. And for Voyager? For Voyager. They took a lot of crap, and the only reason it was done to keep the guys on top of the pyramid feeling good about themselves. It had the effect of keeping the writing staff from working in concert as a group. The DS9 staff, by contrast, was very tight. So that might have something to do with Voyager's up-and-down... Attitude. Why, though? Why? I mean, that happens, like, in work situations, but, like, you're... I don't understand. I don't, don't you want to write good Star Trek episodes? He wrote The Visitor as well, the <clears throat> one with, like, uh, Cisco getting lost through time and, like, the old uh, Jake Cisco. Oh, yeah, he... Okay, yeah. That's a good-ass episode. And then he yeah, wrote that's, this? Yeah. <laughs> This was made to, like, appease, like, the yeehaw crowd yeah. from the flyover states, right? Well, he, oh, we're gonna see a starship race like the NASCARs? He wrote uh, Counterpoint, the one where, like, Voyager is, like, <laughs> hiding the refugees while they're going That's through. a good one, too. We yeah, watched that one, one, too. Yeah. And well, what the fuck, man? He wrote this one. Uh, it, had, it probably had something to do with, like, the shitty attitudes of, like, higher-ups to cause this episode to come out shitty. Yeah, they probably were like, uh, I don't know. Why isn't Seven of Nines bare titty against the glass? <laughs> were you in the writer's room? I have a question, Michael Taylor. Where's the scene where Seven of Nine just dangles her titties over the camera? He was like, oh, I had it. <laughs> So uh, this episode was directed by <laughs> Winrich Ernst Rudolf Kolbe. Wow, the Kaiser himself. Um, he wrote, he directed um, Star Trek TNG episode "Up the Long Ladder," which I think we all remember. Oh, that one, yeah. What? 
<laughs> Which one's that one? I don't know. Part of me doesn't want to look it up. Um, up the Oh, my lawn. God. It's the Irish episode. Oh, my God. Holy, Holy shit. shit. <laughs> With the hot Irish lady. Yeah, she is super duper hot. But, yeah, um, she's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Uh like maybe Winrick Colby was the guy behind the scenes who was like, "I really love <laughs> ladies' backs. Show their backs all the time." <laughs> um, it was definitely not Brandon Braga. He was nah, he's, he's he likes the, other things. He likes the fronts and the bottoms, um, the fronts and the largeness of them. The front buds. The front butt. Yeah. Uh, he he had something to do with all good things. This article's not very well written. Uh, Maybe we just forgot how to read because we watched Voyager's Drive last night. <laughs> he directed all good things. So he directed he's, he's, it. He's okay. He could be good. All right. He's not all very right. good this episode because he's like, I, I know the perfect shot for the space race. A radar shot with little blips on it. Yeah, like Al Cars, like uh, like a fucking Mario Kart like side map, right? <laughs> like, like well, oh, where's Luigi? It's like I'm sure there are people screaming this into their podcasting machines at this point. Yeah, but like yeah. Uh, I'm sure the show did not have the money to actually show a space race. But no, then no, why do an episode about it? Yeah, you, yeah, I. I yeah, I mean, yeah. <laughs> if you're not gonna show the race, like, what do you, like, the plot better be like really good. And it's not. The whole like we're jumping around again. The whole like terrorist plot, yeah, is tacked on with like scotch tape, not even duct tape. It's completely yeah. superfluous. Well, they set it up kind of right because like the premise itself is like like silly. But like, kind of, kind of cool. And like, I try to remember, like, was racing big at the time? And I, I, I yeah, oh, like yeah, NASCAR, NASCAR was, NASCAR was big. At the point. At, yeah, like two. It was this two thousand, right? Two thousand one, uh, maybe. Yeah, two thousand. Yeah, like so NASCAR was like pretty big. But like, why would you have a spaceship race to commemorate a peace treaty? Like, what, I don't know. Like, what is that? Like, <laughs> I don't know. Is is like the Indy Five Hundred like to commemorate like the Civil War? Like, why do you know? <laughs> it might be. We don't know. Like, why do we? Why would we do that? It's uh, it's just set up, right? Like they set up this uh tension between races there there are some racist aliens out here yeah which like i don't know <sighs> I, I, don't I, know. I get it's like it's an easy allegory to get into but it's not handled very well like there's we don't learn any of the history of these right people. you don't know why they hate each other you don't even really know Who's who? Like, who are the groups of people that are ag- against each other? No. You see the one guy, Asan, right? Who yeah. you think he's the bad guy because he looks like a bad guy and he acts like a bad guy. He's the right? only, like, in the big, we're jumping all over the fucking place. Yeah, yeah I don't. the big, like, uh, pre-race dinner banquet, which is just, yeah. like, lunch at the replimat. Yeah, everybody is in the room and they're all milling about, and all of them 
are of the race that's extremely easy to make makeup for. <laughs> yes. And then the camera pant like switches angles, and it's just Asan standing near a window, and he's the only one of his weird reptilian species. Yeah. There's another guy in the room, though, too, who has a Benzite makeup on, but he isn't Benzite colored. He's not blue. So they took a Benzite makeup and they like <laughs> made him look different color wise, yeah, so like, like a different color palette. Isn't it supposed to be like a civil war between two races, or is it like a bunch of races? It wasn't really explained. <laughs> Jeff, you know, <laughs> that's a great question. And I think the, the uh, it's like big, it's like full on galaxy brain, right? Like they're having a race, and it's a problem with racism. It's like it's <laughs> I, galaxy brain. I didn't even think of that. <laughs> Why they pay me the big podcast bucks? Wow, that's crazy. Um, so right out the gate, like we learn that this episode is going to be about the most important character on uh, Star Trek Voyager, the Delta Flyer. <laughs> yeah, so we like we jumped in, because the Delta Flyer gets destroyed at some point, uh, I think at the end of season six And then they make something. it again. And then they just like make another one, right? Because yeah, of course. They've been lost in space for six years at this point. Yeah, yeah. And... They still have enough material to make an entirely new Delta Flyer. I mean, I guess they would, right? Because, like, their engines are, like, 120% efficient. Like, you gotta put that energy somewhere. Just replicate some fucking bulkheads and shit, right? I guess. Fuck it. The whole idea to begin with is, like, we don't have the means necessary to make it home. We have to fi- right. figure out a way that isn't 75 years. Yeah. And, like, we're rationing holodeck time... Well- they really, they really, in my opinion, mistakenly hit home this like Apollo thirteen. Like, we gotta recycle and ration stuff, but like, yeah. what, you no, you don't. Like, Neil, you have a fucking antimatter reactor, man. Like, yeah, like, it can power like a planet. <laughs> Neelix's entire character exists as like the chef because they yeah. they have to ration replicators, but they don't. I don't they, understand they this. Do not, and they also build t- at least two Delta flyers. So. They build two, two spaceships. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking uh, yeah! I don't know, man. Like, I don't know. If I was Garrett Wang, I would like have quit this show by now because this character Yo. is such a bitch. Like every Yo. time he's on screen, he's like, "I don't know, Mister Pierus. It's so scary." <laughs> I want to get in bed with this girly. <laughs> That's like, dude. And he's such, he's like that friend that you had like in high school who just like was obsessed with trying to get like with a girl, get oh, a girlfriend. Yeah. Absolutely. Just, oh my God, dude. I know a few dudes from high school who never grew out of that. Like they're yeah. still to this day obsessed with trying to get with every girl they ever meet. Yeah. That's why they make fleshlights. <laughs> There aren't any Star Trek fleshlights. I'm just throwing that That's out there. That's a good question. M class brand? We'll figure it out. M class brand st- <laughs> fleshlights. Oh boy. <laughs> oh boy. We'll look into that, folks. Stay on the line. <laughs> 
But like Kim is like, oh, it's too fast for me, my tummy. Ooh. Uh, yeah, they do like a like a maneuver in the flyer because they're testing it, right? They yeah. gotta test the new flyer. Uh, except like it's a fucking Star Trek ship, so they have inertial dampeners. Like, why yeah. would you? You wouldn't feel that shit. It's this fucking spaceship from Star Trek. You just sit... It's like playing a video game, dude. Yeah, you don't get thrown around the cabin until you yeah. get hit with something. Like You're going, you're going like, 25% the speed of light. Like, you, if you felt it, you would be liquefied. Like, you would turn into dust if you turned and, and you felt it. Uh, a ship comes up alongside them, and Paris, like... They're a little nervous for a second. They hail it, and a lady answers, and she's like, Hey, nice shit, bitch. You want to race? Yeah, vroom, vroom. And she, like, does that thing where you do at a stoplight when you're racing. She vroom, vrooms. She vroom, vrooms. She revs up her engine in space, and you hear it. You hear it through the vacuum of space. And, uh... Ensign Kim is like, I don't know about this, Tom. We get in trouble. I don't know, Captain Proton. I mean, Tom. <laughs> and uh, Tom Paris races the fucking lady, and he wins because he's one of the main characters, I guess. He wins because he's Speed Racer. And, uh, <laughs> God, I would rather watch a million episodes of Speed Racer. This episode had to have been inspired by Speed Racer. Every time I see it, I'm like, this is fucking Speed Racer. It, well, the whole terrorist plot is full-on Speed Racer. Yeah. I was, it's, I was talking to Crystal, my wife, the other day about Speed Racer, and I was like, uh, you gotta give it to him, though, because like everyone he ever races against is trying to shoot him with machine guns, and he still Yeah, wins. they just sh- they shoot at him. And then we, and he, we both sat there in silence for a second, and she was like... Why Why were they doing that? And I was like, good, I don't remember. <laughs> Nobody knows. Because he was like the heir to the racing guy no, fortune. I think, he, I think right? they wanted his car. I think they wanted the That's Mach right. 5. Because the Mach 5 was built by his dad, right? Yeah. It was like a super good. It's like the fastest, coolest car, and it also cheats. Like, he cheats all the time. It has, like, a jumper thing on the bottom of it, and yeah. oil slicks, and, like, all this other cheating shit that he does. But I guess when everyone else is shooting bullets at you, it's that's true. okay. It's true. It's, it's okay that's, to that's put oil slicks. how we got to that point, actually, in the Caltrops! <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, now you're talking to your other wife about it's true. it. <laughs> uh, I was like, he's just a fucking cheater, isn't he? But wait, I guess he does get shot by machine guns all the time. I never saw the movie. The movie's actually really fun. I re- it's like it's, I heard it was it's good. A, it's like a B movie, so it's dumb as fuck, but it's like super yeah. fun. It's got that guy from uh, the Girl Next Door, which is a great movie. Yeah, he plays Racer X in it, doesn't he? No, he's um. No, Racer X is uh, the guy from Lost. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right, you're right. It's his brother, because Racer X is his brother. Spoilers. Spoilers. They just say it in voiceover in every yeah. single episode. <laughs> Me, Racer X, Speed's brother. The it's only just, person oh who God. doesn't know is Speed. Everybody else knows. Yeah, everybody dies. else fucking knows. <laughs> fucking Dan Aykroyd knows. Not Dan Aykroyd. Dan Aykroyd knows everything, though. So. <laughs> What's his name? Oh, my God. Who are you trying to... The, the the dad from Roseanne. Oh, John Goodman. John Goodman. His name's Dan and Roseanne. That's why I thought yeah. Dan Eckert. Why would you bring up Roseanne near me? I 
I just had to. I knew you'd know if I said it. That show fucking sucks. And I hate, I hate Roseanne. I fucking hate Roseanne. Like the people who like Roseanne, I don't get it. I do no. not get it. Well, it's like uh, I'm you know what I want to watch a poor family. Oh, great! It's like my life. Great. It's like uh, you can do that though because Married with Children is like right. is really funny because like because it's funny. Right, because there's jokes. Of course, in. there's like some extremely <laughs> fucking dated shit in that show, but the whole oh, idea. Oh yeah, oh yeah, no, ma'am. Yeah. yeah. Well, the whole idea is like uh, the people who are saying this are fucking morons, and you're supposed to be laughing at yeah. them. Yeah, yeah. It's like Archie Bunker, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly. Like, it's just like '80s ridiculous Archie Bunker. There's like so many people who watch shit like that, and they agree with the characters. Yeah, and they don't think get that that they're being made fun of. Yeah, it's reinforcing their prejudices, and, and they're not understanding that they're making fun of that guy um, yeah <laughs> you know what like i'm gonna i'm gonna do a hot take right now that i feel like everybody's probably just gonna agree with me on so it doesn't matter sure yeah that's how hot takes normally go yeah so it's a very cold take <laughs> uh the jeffersons is like a million times of a better show than uh than all in the family than yeah Archie oh absolutely absolutely no absolutely the jeffersons was fucking great the opposite, like, the flip side of that? Yeah, it's way funnier. Because, like, again, but it's also the product of the time we live in. Like, I don't want to watch a racist guy. I can just yeah, go outside exactly. and watch a racist guy, right? <laughs> I can just, like, hang out in a store for two minutes and see a racist guy not wearing a mask, right? So That's what do true. I care? I went to the store the other day, and, like, everybody was hanging nose. I saw, like, six oh, people wearing a mask, and nose hangers. was hanging nose. People around here have been wearing them pretty good. I think they're a little freaked out. It's because it's like getting bad again, right? So yeah, well, it's like overconfidence is what causes that. Like as soon as yeah. it starts being okay, people stop wearing them, and then it gets bad again. Yeah, you're just gonna have to wear them until like you don't have to anymore. Until like, that's, we get an inoculation. For yeah. It. Until it's gone, you're just gonna have to wear them. Just get a cool one that you like and it's comfortable. Fucking, it'll look. I like them. I think they look cool, man. Look, here's a here's a secret technique from me, a guy with a giant head. <laughs> Go to your local pharmacy and just buy a box of disposable ones. They stretch to fit your whole fucking yeah. face, and they're super comfortable. You barely even feel them there, and it's like the box is like ten dollars. Dude, there's right? like fifty of them in it. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, get one with like a like a fucking predator mouth on yeah, it or something. Get a dope one. Like uh Yeah. We we have the disposable ones just hanging off the mirrors in our cars in case we forget them even. It's like super easy to make sure you have one. We should make ones that are of our faces and just sell them. <laughs> just <laughs> of our just slightly differing beards. <laughs> <laughs> I think I that'd be funny. Here's the lowdown, everybody, because we've been asked like uh, a million times when we're gonna have like merchandise back up because uh, CBS copyright struck us and destroyed our store before. Yeah, because we were a very we were really digging into their profits. Yeah, with our. Uh, shirts that had none of their characters or copy or none of their designs. But uh, yeah. we got copyright struck like last year, early last year, I think. We had to take down the shop, and uh, I'd been hesitant ever since to start up a new shop. But I created some new designs, and I was ready to go. And uh, I 
signed up and they never required any uh, confirmation whatsoever, which was a problem uh-huh. because uh, I I misspelled a word when I signed up and I was like, oh, <laughs> that's no problem. I'll just go to the uh, like help desk thing and they'll fix it for me. Yeah, and I did. It took them three days to get back to me. And all they said was, uh, within two to three days, you'll receive an email with a new password, and you can change it. And I was yeah. like, dope. And uh, that was a month and a half ago. So What the heck? I don't... So the answer to your question of when there's going to be new merch is, I do not know. Well, that's just like, make another store. Yeah. <laughs> just let yeah. that one rot. Yeah, I, mean, I think I'm just gonna have to at this that's point. That's probably what. Yeah, I continue needs to do it too, and I. It's just like on. It's on the list of shit, yeah, right? Exactly. Just on the list of things. Like, dude, I'm, <laughs> since we're just fucking having a conversation, fuck this show. I was. Uh, <laughs> I I did like the update to the M class Patreon, which you can go to at Patreon.com/slash M class Podcast, where for as little mm-hmm. as a dollar you get access to a Discord, back episodes of Jeff and Josh shoot the shit, M class etc., and uh, commentary tracks. I mm-hmm. updated mm-hmm. all the tiers to have this cool like red, blue, and gold uh, with like pips on a black yeah. field, and it looks really dope. Uh, I was gonna do the same thing for mine. And I found out that the size they require is so fucking small. <laughs> really? And, like, it's so, like, cramped, like, vertically that all the designs I'd made for it didn't fit. So I have to do all the designs over again. That's got to drive you crazy. Uh, I am literally insane now. Full on the Joker. I, f- I, I figure <laughs> I can only imagine... Like, cause I hate that too. Like when things don't match and they don't fit right. It's I don't know if it's like a uh, ADD thing or I, I don't I don't know. I but like I spent six and a half hours <laughs> making icons yeah. and shit for this thing. Yeah, yeah. It's just because yeah. like I had the dimension like the dimensions were off, and when I like sh- when I shrunk it down to fit because like the dimensions used to be different on Patreon. I don't know right. if anybody here has a Patreon. It used to be a much more vertical image. I do, but Jeff runs it. So <laughs> it used to be a much more vertical image, and now it's not anymore. And everything I made is useless. And fuck you, Patreon. Why do they? Cha- I don't, dude. They I fucking hate that shit. So long ago. So it doesn't. Why, it's though? all on me. But man, that sucks. I don't get it. I don't like change. <laughs> I guess the the answer to all your questions about why things haven't happened yet is because Jeff's fucking dumb and does everything wrong. Sorry. <laughs> no, Jeff's not dumb. It's just the way it goes. Dude, whenever, like, do you know how many times, like, I, like, accidentally, like, send something to the wrong person? It's like, how many fucking times have I done this shit, right? Like, yeah. it's still, it's just, it doesn't matter. It just happens. It shit happens, and especially shit happens when I'm trying to like juggle multiple things at the same time. That's when shit really happens. Yeah, it's like there's just days when like you're just you just do shit wrong, man. You know, like you just wake up and yeah. you're like, it ain't working today, bro. It's called every day. <laughs> it's it's tough because like I I feel like people expect a lot of content out of a Patreon for like they put down their one dollar. Which is yeah. helpful. I always appreciate a dollar. Yeah. And mo- almost everybody who's ever put down a dollar is like, I just want to support you. Here's a little bit right. to the pot. Right. But there, there have 
in in the back of my brain, I'm like, I gotta make more content. It's always that imposter syndrome, right? Where you're like, oh God, we're not doing enough. I I think that all the time too. And I think that can drive you nuts. Uh, I mean, we work really hard on this show. I know you for sure do. Well, you, you edit everything, like... Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's. I think it's easier than drawing, just maybe because I don't like to draw. <laughs> I'm just, not that I don't like it, yeah, but it I, really I can't. It really depends on how I'm feeling that day, I whether it's easier it. to edit or draw, to be honest. Some days it's yeah. like, oh, I'm ready to fucking draw, and other days right. it's like, I gotta do this, this comes out tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happens. And that happens. I think you can tell when you look at the art what type of day it was. If you're looking at it and you're like, mm, not your best, Jeff. That's I, the day I, that when I, I have did to it edit. last night. Yeah. When I have to edit, like, continue, there's sometimes when I'm just like, oh, I guess I should start editing the show that comes out soon. And I just, <laughs> and I, and every time I do it, I, I wind up liking it, right? Like, I'm always like, oh, this is so fun. Like, I, I'm having a great time. I'm laughing at or myself basically or, or or Nick or Paul or whatever. And like it's fun, but like, you know, it's it's still something you have to do and it's just human nature to be like, I don't really feel like doing that, you know? Yeah, it is. It's there's days when you just have nothing in the tank as well. Yep. Yep, you're just spent. Uh speaking of spent, hopefully you can <laughs> spent your money on these great products in our commercial segment. We'll be right back after these messages. Amazing. <laughs> after these messages, we'll be right back. Yeah. The home has always been an oasis of tranquility in a hectic world. It's tea time. Yeah. But not with Nerf Indoor Golf. Nerf Golf lets you turn your home into a nine-hole course with some of the toughest holes you can imagine. And with Nerf Golf, it's tough to make a disastrous shot because the balls are soft and safe. Nerf Indoor Golf, the nine-hole golf game with clubs you put together. New for Parker Brothers. Back to the show. We're back, everybody, to talk about... uh... Star Trek Voyager. That's the one. <laughs> and the episode Drive. We got a little off topic. Nah. <laughs> anyway, uh, the Delta Flyer and this other ship race. And the Delta Flyer wins because the they other kick ship... in the NOS. They kick yeah. in the nitrous. Which is like full on 90s. Like, I remember yeah. there was some video game I played where I first learned what nitrous was was it drive it was not drive it was like a super nintendo game where you like off-roaded and there were these little canisters that said yeah. nitro on them yes that game i know what that game is yeah. i don't know the name though but yes i don't remember the name but man that I think, game was fucking yeah. fun yeah um this is the thing i'm gonna tangent again that's the thing about super nintendo yeah is like i would go to the rental place and just pick out a game just and pick a game. Nine times out of ten, it was fun as fuck. Yeah, Super Nintendo had... They just... I, I, do you remember that feeling you would get when you would play Super Nintendo? It just had this, like, tone to it. Like, this feeling. Yeah. It was, it was very... Just quality. It was just good. 
Sega didn't have that. No, Sega, Sega, Sega had that. this like feeling like the same type of feeling that I I got when I would listen to like underground music. It's like very <laughs> edgy and teen. It's, yeah, yeah. It made you feel edgy and cool to play. Look, but Jeff, there were I'll a lot of it. shitty games on it. <laughs> I'll say it. They were trying a little too hard. Yeah, for sure. Like trying a little too hard. Looking back, they were trying a little too hard. You could tell at the time it was like the coolest shit ever because they had Toe Jam and Earl. Yeah, and Sonic. Sonic, and that guy doesn't take shit from anyone. Sonic was so fucking cool in the nineties. You don't even realize. Fucking, if you weren't alive, and he was like drink Nesquik, and you were like fucking Nesquik is so dope now because Sonic loves it. (laughs) Drink Nesquik, run three hundred miles per hour. Um, I liked, I had, like, I got, like, every system, like, a year or two after it came out when, like, uh, places would start selling them used. Yeah. So, like, I ended up being the house that, like, Biggie Smalls always wanted to fucking grow up in. With Super, Super Nintendo, Nintendo no Sega Genesis. <laughs> yeah. And you were drinking, like, Moet in the back of your limo, oh, which was yeah. crazy, because you were, like, fucking 15. I was like 9, dog. Oh, I was 15. Never mind. <laughs> <laughs> but like um I, I was always more into Super Nintendo because like I said, you could rent almost any game. Sometimes you yeah. end up with a fucking Rocky Rodent or whatever, but right, most but of it was the time, rare. You'd get a dope game. It was rare. Yeah. Uh anyway, yeah, it was just quality. Uh, back to whatever the fuck this is. Uh Nitrous. They kicked in the nitrous. Yeah, and then the lady's nacelle catches fire. And in space. They beam her aboard, and she's a pretty alien lady, so Kim immediately fucking grabs his dick at her and <laughs> starts, like, trying to throw game. Yeah, he's uh, he's pretty bad. At, he Garrett Wang acts really, really good at being a pathetic, like... Pussy hound, <laughs> like, like he's shooting up. Let's let's take her back to the ship, and then we can. That's, I would hang out with her. Do you want to finger me? I mean, I'll finger you. We're both same. God, please, God, I love you. Just marry me. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And Thomas, yeah. like, okay, ensign eager, which is ensign like, eager, <laughs> which is like the nicest way you could put it. I think. Yeah. 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 But she uh, she accepts because these idiots are going to fix her ship for her. And, of course, later we find out she's a terrorist and this is all part of her plan. Yeah, spoilers. Mm. She's the bad guy, I guess, for yeah. reasons. Yes, it doesn't matter. It's like, you don't <laughs> think she's the bad guy because she's no. a lady, I guess? Because she's pretty. Because she's a pretty lady. Uh, back on Voyager, Torres and the Doctor are having a conversation about something. I don't know. Uh, they. She wants the doctor's holodeck time. Yeah, he's gonna go golfing because he's a doctor. Get it? Yeah, he's golfing with a space putter. Yeah, it's super he's got a space space, age. space golf club with like it's made out of like a like a shelving like <laughs> wall mount. Like it's like you like would put a like holes there's like holes in it for like shelves yeah. to go in it's like it's an square. art deco putter they haven't <laughs> yeah. fucking perfected the shape of a putter right. yet it's, it's just a putter like I, I mean i know they make putters now that look kind of crazy um they have those really long putters yeah, you ever see those about golf dog yeah they have like really tall putters apparently it's like easier to putt with like a really long handle i don't know 
Unless Mario's doing it. I don't know shit about golf. <laughs> <laughs> well, doctors do it, and you're right. He's a doctor. He's, that's the joke. And that's the joke, yeah. She talks him out of it because she wants... She, like, full-on, like, comedy guilts him, even though it's not funny. Like, ooh, if our happiness isn't good enough... Yeah, it's weird for her, right? Yeah, it is. Because she's not like that. Like, Torres doesn't act like, like that. But the doctor's like, fine, you can have my holodeck time or whatever, but maybe I could come with you. And she's like, I don't think that'll help the romance. And he's like, you haven't seen me in a bathing suit. Which that's, is like, are you trying that's to a fuck? Good, that's a good line. That's a pretty good line. <laughs> I was like, all right, that's that's decent. I was like, that's pretty good. That's not bad. But is the doctor <laughs> trying to be like the third? Is he trying to fuck? I mean, dude, he gets shot down by seven. I mean, he's on a dry spell, man. He's just and I'm trying to fuck. <laughs> oh, they're going to what are they? Were they going to like get Getty Getty Lee two or whatever? <laughs> they're going to like Getty five or some shit. And it's like it makes Rizo look like a tourist trap, which is like some fucking like real shitty Vegasy fucking yeah, like, but like advertising the thing is when you hear that you think what type of shit like is this like the the demented gross fuck planet like what are you talking about like on ryza it's just a it's just uh orgy so i don't know what's going on on getty lee too i don't know there's a there's a race in warhammer 40k called the dark eldar who like had gross horrible bdsm monstrous violent sex yeah. So much that they created an elder god of pleasure and pain. Wow. <laughs> and uh is that what they're doing at, at That's what they're Getty? doing on Getty Lee 7. I don't, I don't remember the name of this fucking planet. It's it's like Getty 2 or something like that. I don't remember. They probably talk about it, but it's like it's a holodeck planet, so it doesn't matter. You can do whatever. Yeah, it doesn't it, they're not really going there. They're just <laughs> going to the holodeck. Uh, how does that work how would that work um so like paris and torres are fucking in the holodeck it's like a it's like a rectangular room sure right like and like perspective moves where your eye line is and it's like the future but like if the doc if the third person is there and he's like over in the corner what does that look like for him yeah does it skew I, the way I understand the holodeck is you really can't get very far away from each other. Like, the only I would you think can get not. away from each other is the distance of the room. Of the room, yeah. So if yes. you go with somebody into the holodeck, you're with them. There's no it's not, way to split right. up. It's not magic, right? Like, it's no. not like, it's not like, oh, I'm going to go into this, like, fucking TARDIS room, right? Yeah, the and floors I'm, move is the thing. Like, yeah. when you're walking, you're walking in place, and the floor yeah, is like, just moving underneath. Like you. a haptic, like a, yeah, yeah. So, like, I guess you could be in another room. Like, you could, you could like, be yeah. next door, but that's probably about it. But if you're outside, like, would there be a wall of, like, like the, a wall, a force field wall in the room that projects a distance and then the doctor would be inside of that room that is like a replica of how far away they are could you could do that yeah, maybe I, technically you could do that actually that would like, work as as they converge if they get closer yeah, then you like a mirror like, yeah you shrink the distance between yeah, you sh- them yeah you shrink the perspective right like a yeah. like a tunnel so i, I think we just invented holodecks with you and just go somewhere else 
Yeah. Uh, I guess there would be like a sound dampening field between you so you don't yeah. hear them fucking on the beach. Yeah, you don't hear the sandy fucking. Oh, God. Ugh. You don't, don't fuck on the beach. It's a stupid idea. Jesus. The sand it's, is everywhere. It's, it's everywhere. <laughs> I don't like the sand. It gets everywhere. It's coarse and it's gritty and it gets everywhere. And I'm going to kill children and you're going to love me. <laughs> He, like, the best part about that is he's straight up like, I killed the women and children, too. Yeah. And she's like, oh, my poor baby. Yeah, she's like, okay. I'm kind of that. That's what she says. Tells you how people think about the sand people, right? The Tuscans. Yeah. <laughs> poor the pe- Tuscans. The, the people is in their name, folks. Yeah, sand it's in their people. name, folks. <laughs> Even though their name's kind of like... You notice that Disney doesn't call them that anymore because it's sort of like, ooh. Yeah. The, uh... <laughs> yeah. Um, they have a conversation about, like, Warp Drive and uh, Arena is her name. And she's like, "That's Warp Drive is dumb as fuck because you can only go in a straight line. Yeah, she's like, that's cool if you want to go in a straight line, but I'm all about doing loop-de-loops. And Tom Paris is like, I'm supposed to be a pilot. It's my only character trace. So I so understand. I'm, I get it. <laughs> but uh, Arena's like, yeah, I was practicing for this cool race that is Ever super heard dope. about it? It's called the Tokyo Drift 9000. It's called the Monaco. You ready? <laughs> Le Mans in space. It's called Space Mario Kart. Every <laughs> level is Rainbow Road. <laughs> How the hell am I going to stay on the track with no walls? <laughs> I'm good enough at Mario Kart, it doesn't even matter. Fuck it. That and the end of the Koopa level where there's just like no the, walls yeah, for no, no reason. There. Yeah. I uh I I'm genuinely good at Mario Kart. So. Yeah, 64 I'm I'm like stupid good at 64. All the other ones I'm not good at though. I'd fucking smoke you at Mario Kart 64. I don't know about that. Then, you do the stick waggle? You waggling that oh stick, yeah. bro? I oh, yeah. On. It's what the fuck. It used to be called something like fire hopping. Yeah, there was a name for it. I, fu- I was the, the first one. It was from like Mario Kart Wii and 7, where like yeah. you just hopped in one direction and another. You would just start boosting. Endlessly. You would boost. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was that one. Yeah. But the. <laughs> This one you're uh you're like dirt track racing, yeah. right? Where you like you go can, the opposite. If you keep like fishtailing your ass, yeah. the, you'll like go way faster. Yeah, bo- I was the first one to learn how to do that of our friends and uh I never lost you after were that. Undefeatable at that yep. point. Can't you the, can't beat that. I was the, one of the first people in my friend group to learn in Mario Kart 7 that if you turned around at a certain point and fired yourself off a bridge into a lake, it would put you, like, all the way at the other end of the course. It would, it would just put you, yeah. <laughs> so as long as you just kept firing yourself into the lake, you would be, like, two know. laps ahead of everybody. <laughs> I don't know, Jeff. This sounds like some speed racer bullshit to it's me. It's true. I just used Did you learn this from speed racer? <laughs> I learned this from my brother, Racer X. Who is, I don't know if he's my brother, but I think he's my brother. Is Racer X my brother? No, he couldn't be. No, Everybody he's else not. is just rolling their eyes behind. And then the monkey's like, I'm a monkey! Somehow I can say words. He did. He would say like one word every yeah. time. And yeah, nobody was know. weirded out by that. Well, yeah. Also, he was always in the trunk? I don't with know. With the kid? He was hanging out with that kid. And they dressed alike? I don't know. It is a little weird. I don't know about all that. Speed Racer's <laughs> dad. 
I forget his dad's name, but his brother's name was Rex Racer. Yeah, Rex. Yeah. I think his dad's name was literally Pops. Pops Racer. (laughs) (laughs) Well, my name's Pops. I guess I better have some children. Welcome to Speed Class Podcast, where we just talk about Speed Racer endlessly. I mean, it's the same as this episode. It's better, because you see the race. Yeah, they even like with the limited animation that was going on yeah. in like the '60s, you saw saw more of the race than in this. But like yeah. Paris and Kim like go to a they like call a meeting with Captain Janeway, and I guess Chakotay's also in the episode. Tuvok's there for a minute. Yeah, on um, they're like this cool race is called the Antarian Transstellar Rally. Cool name. It is two billion kilometers. How many miles is that? Can you convert that, please? Yeah, I'll do that. Uh, Paris and <laughs> Kim are like, we want to we want to put the Delta Flyer into it. It's how we can test the ship and everything. And Tuvok is like, uh, this is stupid. Yeah, this is a waste of resources. What are we yeah. doing? We're trying to go home. We're not trying I to go, be in a race. I want to go pawn farm my hot wife. Yeah, like I have a sexy wife, and uh, I, I'm, I imagine my kids have grown up at this point, so I got to make more. Like, <laughs> at least try to make more. Uh, but Chicote's uh, like, yeah, the Delta Flyer doesn't even meet the requirements for the race or whatever. So yeah, and but they they're but mom, we want to enter the race. We we got a power converter at Tashi Station from <laughs> Arena. <laughs> but uh, Janeway sees it as a good way to uh, make some friends in the quadrant, even though sure. they're trying this to always, leave the quadrant as fast. This as This always possible. works out well for them. But uh, <laughs> the uh, the idea of the whole race is to commemorate. Uh, the peace talks that were uh, followed a centuries-long war between all the species. So it was multiple species that it was had this quadrant of space. It was called the the centuries-long fuckfest war. Just a fuckfest of fighting. <laughs> I, th- I thought that was going somewhere completely different, but <laughs> and now they're racing because they can't fight. You know. It, the race is a metaphor. Do you get it? For the fuck. For the race. fighting, and the uh, fuck. <laughs> I was like, so the, it was like a war of the genitals. Yeah, a war of the bread and roses. <laughs> no one's That's, gonna get that. No one gets that. <laughs> Nobody understands that. Yeah, Arena gives them a converter from Tashi Station, and Janeway uh, agrees. She's into it. It's like R and R for the crew, and yeah, uh, they have to win because the Federation is the best, and everybody sucks Federation's dick. Yeah, suck my dick. And then there's a there's a problem though. The guy who's in charge is like, oh no, the one species who I don't know who they are wants to hold the <laughs> hold the ceremony on their ship. But the other one wants to hold the ceremony on their ship. What am I going to do? And then Janeway's like, we'll just host it. We're neutral. And then the guy like, is like, if your racing skills are as sharp as your diplomacy skills, fucking watch out. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking about? Sorry. That's what happens. <laughs> like, not you, him. What the oh. fuck is it? Well, also you, because of this episode. But, like... <laughs> 
what the fuck is he talking about? Like, that's not... That's not like super clever diplomacy. Yeah, it's or like anything. the logical, completely logical po- compromise. Like what? Uh, yeah. Like, I don't know. While this is happening, Paris goes to sick bay to be like, "Hey, doctor, I gotta have time off so that I can uh, be in this race." Oh, because he's a nurse, right? Yeah, he's everything. He's the pilot. He's the tester of everything. He's fucking works in engineering. He's he's a nurse. Poor Nick Lacarno. Um, can I just start calling him Nick Lacarno? Because it's very obvious in this episode yeah. that he's Nick Lacarno from that episode. Like, it, like at some point they should have just called him Nick Lacarno and not questioned it. Just been like, well, yeah, like sue the whole, us, guy. The whole problem with Nick Lacarno is that they would have to pay the guy who wrote that episode to use the name Nick Lacarno. Just spell it different. Fuck, man, you're a monster. Um. <laughs> Just spell it differently. <laughs> Just pay the guy a fucking stipend. Come on. How CBS? much could it cost? What are you doing? <laughs> yeah, Star Trek was like riding high at this point. Yeah. Like you got the money, bro. <laughs> like we didn't. We didn't get to riding high by paying writers. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't get this point by paying people. <laughs> Uh, the doctor's yeah. like, oh, what the hell are you talking about? Like, you had the time off anyway for your romantic getaway. And Tom Paris is like, oh, no, I'm a fucking moron. He goes, uh, oh. <laughs> yeah, he looks directly at the camera and goes, uh, oh. And then the studio audience goes, <laughs> And one guy goes, ow, ow. <laughs> There's always that one guy. The owl Kelly guy. Bundy walks in. Everybody goes, oh, Ooh. Kelly Bundy. <laughs> Dude, Jesus Christ. What a a show. What a show. That's the second reference to that fucking show Mm -hmm, today. mm -hmm. But uh, he's like, oh shit, I gotta go down to engineering. Make sure to be on call because she's gonna fucking kill me. Yeah, you better get ready to be my dead sack of a corpse back here. (laughs) It's like you... Here's, Here's a love tip with Jeff. Oh, love, love tips with Jeff. Love tips with Jeff. Ow! <laughs> Ow! Uh, if you plan a romantic getaway with your girlfriend, uh, don't forget about it, dum dum. Like, yeah, that's a bad one. That's, that's a bad one. That's like you're gonna get dumped. Like th- this episode. W- like, here's the thing. While watching this episode <laughs> and playing Hades on my Switch. I uh, was like, wow, Torres is really kind of, like, overreacting, right? She's like, we we don't belong together anymore. Right, but she's right. Yeah, like, <laughs> the thing is, they don't belong together, for one. Yeah. and But for two, like... Uh, this is a this is showing a pattern of behavior. You don't right. get from point A to point B like we're in love, we're gonna go on a, a restful retreat, fuck treat, a fuck treat, and uh, we love each other to the point we never should have been together. We're a bad match. Without there being a pattern of behavior happening here, yeah, he's like this all the time. And they talk about that later when they're talking about it. And she handles it, like, really, really well. Like, she's in, like, yeah. a good mood. Like, I think I think in the pre like prior seasons, like, she would be really pissed off about it. And she'd be all, like, you know, like, how she is, like, hot-headed and shit. Yeah. Which, which is fine, because I think she deserves to be that way. But 
she like when she gets on like to pilot the ship with him, she's just like in a good mood about it. You know, she's like totally making the best of the situation. Yeah, that, she like turns around later, but like she goes. Like, he goes to talk to her, uh, like, explains the situation with the race or whatever, and she's, like, you can tell, and, like, Tom Paris is, like, a completely oblivious fucking moron that he can't tell that she's, like, heartbroken about this. Also, this is what the episode is about, everybody. Right. If you're waiting for the race, fucking (laughs) wait forever. The race is nothing to this episode. This is relationship drama. The real race is the race to get married? I guess. I don't know. This is like... uh, This episode teaches a lesson that a lot of shows in the 90s and 2000s taught, and probably still to this day. uh, Which is, if your relationship is shitty and falling apart, just get married. That'll fix it. (laughs) Go buy a dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here's the weirdest part. She goes to the mess hall, which is completely empty, because I guess it's night, but Neelix is still cooking by himself. He, he sleeps there. I think he's got, like, a hammock under the stove or something. Yes. I don't know. And like I said earlier, Neelix is not, is like the least bad part of this episode, which tells you about this episode. Which is crazy. (laughs) Yeah. Because she tells him about Tom Paris forgetting their like weekend together. And uh, he's, he's very level headed and not a clown during the situation. Yeah. Yeah. He he gives her like some good advice. Yeah. He's like, why don't you talk to Tom about this? Yeah, why are you talking to me? Yeah, and uh, she's like, yeah, we're a bad match. So Mokto, yeah, we need Klingon. to break up or whatever. And he's like, if you're such a bad match, then how come you enjoyed your time together so much? Yeah, he pulls like the therapy card, and he's like, well, it must have been terrible with him these last three years. And she's like, no, it's been great. Oh wait. <laughs> Yeah, she's she's like I love him, but like yeah. maybe that's not enough. And he's like, you know, call me a an optimist, and then curable optimist. But you know, I I think that is enough. Yeah, and she's like, well, not for me. And here's uh, writing one hundred and one. Mm-hmm. Uh, you should tell the audience right now what it is Belana wants from this relationship. Yeah, what is she like? Exactly. Like, what does she want? Like, what does she want? I mean, I get that she wants him to not be a flake, right? This is the moment where you, like, you have to tell. Like, you've shown a little bit, but, like, you created an opening. Like, tell the information here, and then you never do. Right. Is Is it that she just needs him to grow up a little bit which i think is what we're supposed to take from it right like he needs to get his shit together and kind of quit being a a kid the episode doesn't reflect that from here on because the reason that she like gets over this problem is he asks her to marry him so was it did she want him to take the relationship more seriously is that that what it is yeah yeah and i guess that fits so it fits Are they are they writing it that she's being um, kind of Klingon and and not saying it like like uh, you know like she's being too proud to say that she wants to marry him? Is that how they're writing it, or 
or what, right? I guess. I, I mean, I don't know. We're we're left to infer the the things she wants out of a relationship. And again, this is what the episode is about. There is no race. Um, <laughs> yeah. Which again, I'm. I was so mad about <laughs> like halfway through the episode, I was like, "We're gonna get to this race, right?" When does, and then it when starts, does the cool and race they don't, start? They barely show any of it. Yeah. So skipping ahead, I are not real. I don't know where we're at, honestly. <laughs> uh, it's the scene with the ambassador being like saying that they're gonna be great at the race because they're good. Yeah. See happens now. So Belana switcheroos with. With Kim. Oh man, that is so far in the future. This Are we not there yet? <laughs> We're nowhere near there. What the hell happens? What happens? Uh, the opening ceremony at the mess hall happens. We already talked about that. Oh, and much. they talked to Hassan. Uh, Hassan, sorry. Although, like, and fucking. Here's here's a little bit of wildness that I didn't pick up from the episode. Uh, Hassan is of a species called the Imhotep. What? Why is he named after an ancient Egyptian guy? What, what the fuck? Somebody, somebody went to watch The Mummy before they wrote this. <laughs> this would be exactly the right time to see The Mummy. It, so. I think it probably was that, man. They probably were like, I like that. That's cool. But uh, Tom Paris goes to talk to him, and Hassan is like, go fuck yourself. Uh, yeah. I'm a asshole. I'm the bad guy of the episode. So Yeah, definitely not not the bad guy. I'm totally the bad guy. And then Wink. Arena's co-pilot, uh, Buxom, shows up. Buxom? Uh, Joxom. Sorry, 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 sorry. <laughs> uh, her co-pilot, Titties, shows up. <laughs> and... Uh, Arena introduces him to Tom and Harry, and Harry's like, well, it was good while it lasted. It wasn't good. You weren't getting anywhere, my man. If I <laughs> Nothing was, Tom, was happening. I would be like, what was good? What yeah, are you what? talking about? You looking at her was good? Yeah, great. Good Pretty work, badass. dude. <laughs> wow, you really, you really put on the moves there, Chief. Uh, Seven of Nine is in this episode. Yeah. And she's and Torres is like, uh, this doesn't seem to be up your alley, right? Like this is very frivolous and fun, and you don't like any of that shit. And, and she was like, at first I hated it, but then I came to realize it would help me with Tom and I's relationship. Yeah, Belana's like, what? <laughs> and she's like, oh, our working relationship. Yeah, and she's like, you know, it's. Uh, it's something that he really loves and cares about. So if I put time and effort into it for him, it shows that I care and it makes the relationship working a lot better. Hint, hint, and Torres is hint. like, oh shit, if you use those same exact words and just take out working, that's my thing. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, I learned a lesson. Oh my god. And that's <laughs> that's when, we when get they the switcheroo. Okay, all right. So it wasn't that far in the future. When does Neelix take over as the Greg Proops alien from episode one? <laughs> Is that soon? I don't like. I don't even remember that from the episode. But he's the announcer. He's like, like oh, it's yeah, me. I, I know he's the announcer, but like, I got to like. Uh, fighting Theseus and the Minotaur at this point. 
So. You're just living your best Greek mythology life over here. I, like, I got to fighting them, and I was like not paying that much attention from this point on. <laughs> but uh, oh, man. she's like, I'm your new co-pilot. And Tom is like really like shitty about it. Like he's like, yeah. where's, where's Harry? What did you do to him? You, did you kill him? Did you bury him in space? <laughs> like, she's she's like, uh, oh, I, I thought we could spend time together. And he's like, but what about this? But what about that? If I was her, I'd be like, do you want to fucking spend time with me or not, dog? What yeah, you, man. You piece yeah. of shit. You fuck. Um, <laughs> so everybody's ready. They're all lined up. All the ships are ready. And uh, they fire a photon torpedo. Which seems yeah. dangerous, but it's like it. a flag. It's like the green flag, right? Yeah, it's like the starter pistol. Yeah, the starter pistol. That's what. That's a better analogy. <laughs> and then you see all the ships take off into space, and you better fucking savor this shot, baby. <laughs> it costs several hundred thousands of dollars for this shot. Yeah, that's all you're getting. This is the last time you're gonna see the race for more than one split second. There's there's that other shot where they're in that like. I don't know what it is, like a wormhole. The or Mobius something. inversion. Yeah, and uh, I, I don't. I guess it's a wormhole. I don't know, but they're in it, and then they scrape shields in there. That's that. That's yeah. Fun. They show that, and everything else is on like like Josh said, the Mario Kart mini map. Is yeah, all you fucking see my my absolute favorite part of this episode is uh, the race starts, um, and then like the next scene is like. Uh, Neelix going to to seven, and seven is like the race has been is completed sixty two percent of the race, and it's like sixty two percent of the race is already done, and like I saw that, and I literally out loud said, "Are you fucking kidding me?" <laughs> That's when Neelix becomes the announcer because she's like. She's like, oh, like she's being real Borg, right? And Neelix is like, nah, you gotta flare it up a bit. And he's like, Tom Paris is the lead, blah, 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 blah. And he starts, like, announcing, right? It was was really, there's a really funny line that I liked where she's like, he's like, how's the race going? And she's like, the race is uh, still in in most the same order as it was when I announced 11 minutes ago. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but he he gets on the mic and he fucking starts spitting, you know. <laughs> yeah, he's hyped. He's hyping, and then everyone's like tuning in to like, like uh, like one hundred two nine, the Voyager, <laughs> to like hear the fucking radio announcing of this race. Because like, also, how the fuck are these people gonna know what's happening in this race? They can't see it, right? Yeah, exactly. They don't have windows. Um, and they can't see how far... It's like two billion like kilometers away. Like, how, how the fuck... You know? Uh, Tom uh, Tom and Bellana are in third place in the, in the frequent flyer miles. Mm-hmm. And Asan is winning and Arena is in second. And that's when they enter the Mobius inversion, which is a wormhole. Oh... Um, Seems dangerous, but all right. Yeah, um, what happens if it closes? I guess mm. you fucking go to the uh, Epsilon Quadrant and fucking live there. Andromeda now. Galaxy. <laughs> oh, no. Now we have to start over with Voyager 2. Hopefully we make this show better. <laughs> 
so everybody's everybody's watching the view screen. Everybody's listening to Neelix. Everybody's excited. They're like cheering out the windows. Tuvok into like Tuvok, and yeah. He's like, I got my security report, and they're like, "Not now, not now, Tuvok." And he's like, "All right." He's like, "Well, I, I have some things I really need to discuss with you." And Chakotay's like, "Get the fuck out of here!" I'm nerd. watching NASCAR's dork. Watching NASCAR. <laughs> Dale's about to win the 500. Oh shit! He's coming up around that turn too quick. Oh no! He cracked his skull open. He's dead. That really At least happened. we still got Dale Jr. <laughs> <laughs> At least uh, we still got Dale Jr. and our racisms. That's true. We got there forever. <laughs> That'll keep us warm at night with hatred. Uh, but they can't follow the race anymore because the Mobius inversion is like spewing radiation, which also seems good. Yeah, and it makes them go into like a tunnel, right? It's yeah. literally a fucking tunnel. Like. Yeah. It's blocking their sensors. The tunnel yeah. can't get cell service. Can't so get cell can't service. Yep. Um, mm-hmm. Even Tuvok is like, how are we going to... We can't follow them anymore. Like, we won't know anymore where they're at. Yeah, and they're like, oh, okay, well, how about that report, Tuvok? <laughs> <laughs> but Tuvok is... Even Tuvok is like, we'll defer it until later, until yeah. after we know their positions. He's like, later. He gets sucked in. He gets uh, yeah, into he, it. Even he's into the race. Yeah. Weird. <laughs> uh, that's, uh, that's when, like, the frequent flyer Miles gets close to the other two ships... <laughs> And the USS frequent flyer miles. <laughs> That's brilliant. Uh, but Torres is like, we need to pass them now. Like, we're so close we can get around them. Yeah. And Tom is like, no, I know best. Right. And uh, that's when they scrape Arena and Asan's ships and yeah. knock them out of the way. And everybody's psyched on Voyager. They're like... <sighs> <laughs> I was yep. scrambling to get to that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Pretty fucking much. I was scrambling to beat my own yawn for that gag. No, man. Damn. And everybody's fucking psyched or whatever, but Paris isn't because uh, Bolana didn't do what he wanted because he's the yeah, boss. He's the I'm pilot. the pilot. And you're not. I fly the ship. Yeah. I'm in charge. You're, been an who are you? I am. <laughs> <laughs> who do you think you are? I am. <laughs> I fucking love that. That shit is so funny. But uh, there's been an accident, and Torres is like, oh shit, did I cause it? Yeah, did we uh, do that? Arena's ship got uh, knocked around enough that uh, the console and her, her co-pilot's console exploded. Buxom's console explodes. Buxom is horribly injured and can't finish the race. He got a plasma in his eyes. That's bad. <laughs> Asan is like, uh, the scraping is what did it. The fucking humans caused this. Yeah, yeah. Um, but... So they're having a meeting about this on yeah. Voyager. They're all, like, convert. Cause they all just leave their ships in I space. Guess, I guess they just, yeah, get back to Voyager somehow, right? Like, just out in space, all the ships are, like, drifting slowly into <laughs> each other. <laughs> There's just a shot of them, like, bumper car, boom, like, hitting each other real slow. Boom. Um, but Asan's like the only thing I'm guilty of is coming in second place which I will rectify because I'm a dick I'm the bad guy 
Uh, <laughs> but no, Tuvok comes in and he's like, this is what I was fucking trying to tell you earlier, dum-dums. Uh, yeah. There's evidence of tampering. Like, here's a component that was put in that's like a big, it's a bomb. It's a big fucking brick. It's like a Lego brick that melted outside in the heat. <laughs> it really is. Uh, but he's, the ambassador's like, this is possible terrorist action. They're trying to end the peace between our races and start the war again. Yeah. And then the guy's like, I don't want to risk any more lives. Race is over. And then Arena says, you can't do that. The terrorists will win. Never forget 9-11. <laughs> It hasn't happened yet, but I got some inside information. <laughs> what about Building 7? Uh, <laughs> fucking jet fuel cannot melt steel hulls. <laughs> Plasma fires can't melt steel beams. Oh, wait, that's exactly how you melt steel beams. Oh, yeah, huh. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. <laughs> but uh, there's, like, political extremists... Uh, that are trying to reignite the hostilities, and they—they they are probably responsible. Yeah. Uh, Arena, being a terrorist, is like, no, you can't stop the race. Yeah, we don't know that yet, but we do know. And then yeah. Asa- so to throw the like, uh, the 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 red herring, the red herring, or the the sleight of hand, right? Asan is like, she's right. And it, which is like them agreeing, right? Like yeah, you're like, hmm, hmm. weird. It's a son, so you, you're meant to think a son is yeah. the bad guy, but but uh, Janeway is like, yeah, we'll stay in too. Sure, we're winning. So we're last time I race. checked, I'm gonna fucking wipe the floor with you, you fucking alien. <laughs> she doesn't it's, say that. Jeez, you fucking Zeno scum. <laughs> uh. Tom and Bellana are trying to fix the flyer, and uh, Kim comes in and he's like, "Hey guys, remember how I got cock blocked? Well, now the guy who was cock blocking me's dead, so now I can be the co-pilot." <laughs> Wouldn't Harry be like suspect number two? In you this would think, like, right? Like Harry wanted to fuck Arena, and then like Buck Buxom comes, and then all of a sudden his console explodes. Hmm. Nothing else on the ship is harmed. Hmm. <laughs> Weird. Uh, but he's like, look, I'm getting wet. That's all I'm saying. And he, he pieces out to the other ship. He's like, also, can I borrow a fucking quarter-inch ratchet? <laughs> uh, Torres is like, hey, could you tell that, like, Harry was, like, glowing with, like, that pre-coital glow, I guess? Yeah, the horny glow. The glow yeah. of a horny man. He's like, uh... You know, when you're first starting out, it's all so easy before all the complications come in. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, right, Tom? <laughs> and Tom's like, are we talking about them or us? Yeah. Which is like, Tom's ready to fucking fight at this point, right? Like, he's yeah. like, let's fucking fight! <laughs> and she's like, uh, we gotta do the race, so not the time. Let's Let's do the race. Let's finish the race. And they all take off. Again, we don't see it, of course, because fuck me. You only see the, th- like, I guess it's the throttle. Because he's got those, like, one of the things I do like about the frequent Flyer Miles ship <laughs> is that they put that Captain Proton shit in there, which is kind of fun. It's kind of like skirting the line of, like, really goofy for Star Trek, but it's also, like, kind of fun, right? Like, that yeah, it's got these got, switches. Like, the throttle and, like, the... yeah. 
joystick and everything. Yeah, and I mean, yeah. even the Enterprise had the joystick. Yeah, the they, yeah. When uh, the Riker maneuver. Yeah. Um, back on Arena's ship, uh, there's some malfunctions in the USB cords, <laughs> and um, Kim's like, "How could that be? I checked it." Yeah. Uh, and she's like, oh, I guess we didn't do it right. We gotta fucking, we gotta give up. I guess we're done. And then and he, Harry's like, like oh my god, my sh- shit's gonna explode! <laughs> <laughs> he, like, figures it out a little bit, so he jumps out of the fucking way after it explodes, right before it explodes. Yeah. But when he turns around, he's like, what the hell happened? Uh, Arena is pointing a gun at him. And he's like, man, I wanted to have sex with you. He's like, now you're never going to get it from me. And she's yeah. like, ew, what? And then En Vogue played, <laughs> never going to get it, never going to get it, never going to get it. Ow, 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 ow. Dude, I fucking love it. That was a great song, man. En uh, Vogue, amazing. Anyway. They, were, oh, they were like like the more serious TLC, right? Before TLC, TLC got. TLC, too. But, yeah, uh, they're good, too. We went to um, the National History Museum in uh-huh. D.C., mm-hmm. and they had, like, uh, an exhibit that had, like, a bunch of, like, black history stuff in it. Yeah. And they had this big, gigantic, like, glass case that had the dresses from the Never Gonna Get It. Oh, band. that's so awesome. And I was, like, almost more excited about that than anything we saw. No, man, that's, yeah. Like, sometimes you'll see, like, a, like, I don't know, the Smithsonian has that really big flag, right? And you're like, ah, that's cool or whatever. But then you go and you see, like, fucking, like, Chonky from Pee-Wee's Playhouse. And you're like, (laughs) fuck yeah, Chonky's here. Oh, it's dope as fuck. The thing I was really <laughs> most excited about, we went to the Air and Space Museum. and I love had, that place. That place is great. They had the fucking Wright Flyer there. They have I everything like, there. holy shit. You should have gone uh, in the future when they have the Phoenix. The Phoenix is there. Yeah, I should have been there. Damn. I like when, when Captain Picard's like, I saw it in the Smithsonian, but I was never allowed to touch it. I think you can, you can touch one of the, the Gemini capsules there. Yeah, you can. You, it has a glass the thing on it. Air and Space Musician is a musician. The Air yeah. and Space Museum is absolutely amazing. You should it's, definitely go. They have that X fifteen hanging, that black rocket plane. They did not have the Enterprise there. No, the Enter the Enterprise is in New York City. I was so, it like goes back and forth sometimes. Does it? Like, I think yeah. Washington has L A has one. New York has one. It's on that aircraft carrier museum. Yeah. Um, they also have that SR-71, the plane from uh, I Am Legend when he's golfing. Oh, yeah. The SR-71 is a super cool plane. They let you um, get inside of a capsule as well. Really? It's like a, it's a field-tested capsule. I haven't, day. I haven't been there since I was probably like 13 or 14. We went for our honeymoon. That's the dork suite. Nah, man. The, the Air and Space Museum is fucking awesome. We like just, we, we just went to D.C. and like used our honeymoon money to like just get a hotel in D.C. And yeah. We just walked to everything. Yeah. It was really. We walked twenty six blocks to get ramen. <laughs> my feet have never hurt so bad by the well, time we got home. Well, when I went with my mom to the women's march in twenty seventeen, uh, I think. We probably walked, I don't know how far, but at the end of the day, I was like, I am never walking again. (laughs) 
Like, we had to go home and, like, fill up the bathtub. Not go home, go to the uh, hotel. hotel room and fill up the bathtub with hot water and just sit with our feet in the water for the rest of the night. Oh, this is getting hot. Uh, it was too fucking painful. There was nothing sexy going on. Do you want to have hot honeymoon honeymoon sex? Nah, I think I'm just going to sit here with my feet in the water. Yeah. I mean, like, that was just one day. But anyway... Uh, we That's were there great. for like four or five days. It was like a really great trip. I've never gone up the Washington Monument because when I, I was there, it was the closed. Washington. Dude, it was like the Cherry Blossom Festival. When we oh, were it's beautiful and that, it was yeah, so beautiful. Yeah, that's the, the Japanese gave us those before the war. Yeah, and then we uh, anyway. Um, <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, well, you know. <laughs> Uh, Harry Kim is like, did you sabotage your own ship? And she's like, yes. <laughs> and he, he like uh, he hits a button on the ship. I guess like the the shake the ship button. <laughs> yeah. And it knocks her over. And he grabs the weapon and points it at her. And he's like, he, get the fuck down. He's getting really mad. Like, he's like get the fuck down. I'll take your hands off. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> She's like, wait, what? And he's like, what? Uh, just, just sit just, there. Sh- just shut just, up. Uh, <laughs> Nothing. Um, he tries to call back to Voyager, but he can't. And uh, she wants to know how the race is going. And he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? All right. Uh, the flyer is in the lead. Yeah. And she's like, good. And he's like, what? <laughs> She's just so, she's fucking full blown like mustache twirling at this point. Yeah. It's absolutely ridiculous. Like she, she's like full on like I'm a racist monster y- now. Y- yeah, it's just a completely insane. Like because like I guess he he like kind of hasn't figured it out yet, right? No, like because he's dumb as fuck. <laughs> he's so dumb. <laughs> also, at this point in the episode, like any hope that I had that I was gonna see a cool race was over. Like, yeah, no, you don't even get, you barely get to see like a cool like finish to the episode, right? Like there is a Death Star explosion. I guess that's neat. I whatever. guess <laughs> whatever. Yeah, I like I don't know. Like Tom and Bellana start having a like a fight. Yeah, and um, they stop. He stops the ship because he's he like the ship. He's like, "What are you doing?" Yeah, and then Arena is like, "What is he doing?" Yeah, and she's she's like freaking out, and Harry's like, "Why are you so interested?" Yeah, but then he kind of is like, "Uh, two consoles exploding." Hmm. He's like, "Wait, one and one Makes equals two. two. Fuck." 9-11 was an inside job. Oh, my God. <laughs> he would. He would. Uh. <laughs> uh, but he's like, you're the terrorist. You're the one that planted the bomb on your own ship. Yeah. You want the flyer to win. What did you do to it? Yeah, you've tried everything in the book to try to get out of the race, right? Like, Yeah. It's very obvious you don't want to finish, so what's going on? He's like, what did you do? Put a big b- bomb? In the other ship? <laughs> the, the, where, Rebox? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I lit it five minutes ago. <laughs> and all the people watching are like, it's a bomb. And they all start running away. 
But uh, Harry Kim uses his fucking, I don't know, his Morse code badge that he got from the scouts. uh, (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because Captain Proton. To beep out a message to his dork-ass friend, Tom. Yeah, it's like, bomb on ship, also didn't see Teddy frowny face i don't know how you i don't know how you <laughs> morse code a frowny face but you figured it out you figured it out but uh she's like uh she balana's like i didn't want you to throw the race because i it's important to you and i don't want to change you or whatever and he's uh-huh. like i didn't think you'd appreciate the kissy 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 faces the mushy faces. oh my kissy god face. at this point i was like i can't believe this episode is still on i was like doubly mad at this point because the minotaur killed me and i start (laughs) over again and (laughs) yeah and then at some point he's like marry me (laughs) yeah like he fucking he realizes it's the thing he says look it's episode three of season seven let's get married yeah, we have to do something to keep the ratings up. They're yeah. dropping like a stone. Yeah. We gotta have a wedding. This thing's coming to an end. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's take this thing in for a landing. <laughs> and she's just like ignoring him because there's gonna be a warp core breach. <laughs> yeah, that's right. They yeah, the warp core is gonna blow up. And um they fire out the warp core. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. And they fly away from it, I guess. I don't know. It explodes, and everybody's like, oh, wow. But Asan wins the race. Good for him, though. He deserved it. He's the only person who didn't fucking cheat. He just wanted to race. He just wanted to fucking race his spaceship around. But they figure out the antimatter explosion, and they see the ship is is like out in the middle of nowhere. They need to go get it. And Tom's just, how about that kissy-wissy proposal on the lippy-wimpies? <laughs> and she's like, fuck, if you stop, okay. Yeah, I'll we'll marry you if you never say that again, you fucking weirdo. And then they kiss, and then they're having a big post-race celebration, and Tom and Bolana go on vacation... And then they, and they put they, barrels behind the ship, just like cans. Yeah, isn't that funny? Get it? <laughs> uh, they're talking about who's going to take whose last name, and there's like a oh, God. super fucking like, 90s joke in the year 2000. In the year like, 2000. <laughs> she's like, I like the, the sound of Tom Torres. He's like, you gotta be kidding me. I'm a man. Dude, right? Tom Torres is way better than Tom Paris. Yes, it is. And she's like, uh, well, it is the 24th century. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? That aged like milk. That's yeah, not, it doesn't. Also, like, as they fly away, I'm just now noticing that it reads, it like, I guess I noticed that it says just married. It reads just married. Yeah. Did they have, like, ladders and shit to, like, go from the top of those letters to the bottom? I don't know. They're, like, 30, 40 foot tall letters. (laughs) Why would you do that to the ship, right? Like, like, proton wipe it off or whatever. It's the future. Think about the dude who had to make that model, right? You want me to put just married on the back? All right. Okay. <laughs> what Whatever the you fuck? want. 
No wonder people don't want to, like, jump into, like, Star Trek with all the history. Like, I'm looking at the continuity section of this episode. Yeah. And it reads, Tom Paris and Bellana Torres are married at the end of this episode. This marriage should not be confused with the marriage that took place in Course Oblivion, in which the biomimetic copies of Paris and Torres are the ones who actually got married. I think we all remember that. Jesus <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Biomimetic. Yeah. Well, that was that episode. Um, I I gotta be honest, I thought we were watching the Enterprise episode this week. <laughs> and I was like, that one's kind of fun. Then I saw here's, here's V-O-Y. how shitty this episode is. There is no trivia section. Yeah, because there's no, nothing fun. <laughs> There's no fucking trivia. This is the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> that I've, We've been doing this, and I've scrolled down to the trivia section real quick, and it just doesn't exist. Well, there you have it. <laughs> Good job, Michael Taylor. Dipshit. <laughs> Go back to writing in the Pale Moonlight. Damn, one. my favorite Star Trek episode ever of any Star Trek, Pale Moonlight. And then you lay this shit on me? <laughs> Fuck, dude. Also, why are there special racing uniforms? I think they're cool, but, like... They are cool, but, like, why? Why do they... Yeah, like... They look... I, I like them because they look like the... The, uh... Elder Scrolls... Fuck, shit. They look like the, um... Star Trek Online, Online. Captain's uniform. Yeah, they look like the, you know, the Captain's Yeah, which is cool, but... I really... I like that... I like the idea behind it, not so much the execution. Yeah. And Star Trek Online, because I think admirals should have the white shoulders. Yeah. yeah. Well, you are an admiral at the end of the story, yeah. so I guess technically, um, yeah. Like, I don't know. I think that should be the big differentiation between, like... Because Star Trek has struggled for since its inception to make an admiral uniform. Yeah, they don't to, really know what to, the to do with Deep them. Deep Space Nine, they literally just put a belt on the guy. <laughs> and they were like, this is the admiral uniform. <laughs> yeah, it's the gray shoulders with the belt. With the big-ass 70s belt buckle yeah, that has the exactly. fucking logo on it. Yeah. And it's, it's like, they've struggled. And I think the way to do it is to have the, the white, white shoulders. Yeah. It looks sharp. It's it cool looking. It is a cool. Look. You can get that outfit in STO. Also, the racer you can get outfit. Every outfit. Anyone. That's the end game, baby. Dress up. Dress up's the end game. Space Dude, I Barbie. I love playing digital Barbie. Yes, I me love too. I love uh, this it. episode sucks. I like when this episode was starting. I was like, why did everybody say this sucks? This is dope. There's gonna be a space race. That's cool. What a fucking great concept, right? Yeah, and uh, not not they great. They don't do that. Did not execute well. I mean, you could say they technically did it because a race is apparently happening during all the boring shit. You just don't get to see it. Yeah. Uh, I disagree. <laughs> yeah. It, I, I just... I also don't like Paris and Torres. Like, they're exhausting, you know? It's not a good couple. Like, it, you should yeah. Here's the thing, right? Like, I have a friend who definitely doesn't listen to this, so I can talk about it. Yeah, let's talk who, about him constantly post stuff on all social medias about like marriage is so hard in all caps. <laughs> right, right. 
Look, Maybe you shouldn't You guys be don't know what you're getting into when you get married. You wow. have to understand, it's not a cakewalk. It's hard, all caps. It shouldn't be. It shouldn't be that hard. It, it should really be. should. It should be pretty fucking easy, man, like, right? In, like, November, in November, I'll have been married for five years, and yeah. I've never said that it's hard with all exclamation points. Yeah, it, that's not good. That's a bad, that's a no. red flag. Your marriage should not be that difficult, yeah. dog. You should not be fighting that much. Well, not your only wife, not or only husband or anybody, <laughs> or, or right or anyone. Not only do we get this bullshit right later in the season, we get the TV episode where he wants the TV, right? Yeah, and it turns he into a her for the TV. It turns into a fucking actual like sitcom. Yeah, here's the thing, Star Trek writers. You don't have to match people up based on how much they're going to fight and hate each other. That's yeah. not the only yeah. kind of match you can make. Yeah. Most people try to avoid those types of situations in their life. Like, I'll never understand why people think Keiko O'Brien is a bitch. Yeah. Like, I don't know what Star Trek they're watching. Because she is extremely understanding and nice to O'Brien most of the time. Think about it like think about it like this. Right? Think about it like this. Keiko O'Brien is married to Chief O'Brien, who is experiencing the craziest shit a Starfleet officer has ever experienced. Absolutely. (laughs) That dude gets put in a mind jail for twenty years. Comes back like psycho because he's broken. Dude, it's crazy. Like, it's crazy. Also, she didn't even want to go to DS. Yeah. Their daughter gets taken by a portal. It's fucking bananas, dude. <laughs> she handles that shit real well for the most part. Like, they get, they have like a fucking marriage with Kira and he like almost cheats on. It's fucking bananas, man. You know who's a bitch? Worf. <laughs> Worf is a bitch. Yeah. Especially in DS9, he's a he's a bitch. Like Jed Zia shouldn't be with Worf cuz he's a bitch. Yeah. Is this a vacation episode? <laughs> uh technically, they were supposed to go on vacation, right. but it didn't happen. The vacation was the race, I guess. It was R&R. It's what Janeway calls it. R&R. Rest and relaxation at last. Rest and really stupid episode. It's just... I got so mad when I realized they weren't going to show the race. Like when... <laughs> like you said, when 7 of 9 is like 63% of the race is passed or whatever. <laughs> I was like, what? I was like, no. It's like, that's over half of the race. It's almost two-thirds the race. That's, that's pretty much when I stopped paying attention and started getting upgrades for my spear weapon in Hades. Yo, like... Not even fucking caring. Like, th- if I wrote this, man, you could do, like, just just go full-blown speed racer, right? And just yeah. have, like, awesome, like... I know that it's, like, television in the early 2000s, yeah, so they didn't have the do, money for do this. Do a couple bottle episodes on either side, take that money, and put yeah. it into this episode. Yeah. And then, like, you could have, like, like shots of them, like, racing around a star real close, and they're, like, flying through, like, the solar flares, and it's, like, really dangerous yeah. and cool, right? Like, you could do so much cool shit. Asteroid belt, like, you could have them, like, like Star Wars flying through asteroids. Like, that's they awesome. They did it at the beginning, and it was cool as Yeah. Fuck. Why don't they do that again? They wasted all their money on it, I guess. You could literally do, like, anything, but instead it's, like... 
let's have an episode about Tom and Bellana being mad. Oh so boy. What would, you, what would you give this episode out of ten? Out of ten, a D plus. <laughs> mm. I would give it a D minus. Yeah. It made me mad. It's if, not terrible, right. but it's bad. If I was feeling really generous, a C minus. If I was uh, feeling You're crazy. You're a nut job. I, I just the concept alone pushes it to a D, right? Like like I'd I'd give Hades an A. Yeah. I'd give the game Hades an A. That's a good fucking You game. should watch Lovecraft Country. Go to HBO what what is it? HBO something max it's it's one of the hbo streaming services there's 72 hbo streaming services (laughs) pick one the one that's the new one whatever it is yeah hbo max also has all the new looney tunes cartoons they have they have a ton of cartoons it's crazy they have a ton of the old cartoons too that go by year yeah and they have a really good selection yeah the cartoons that they have yeah man it's it's pretty cool uh, if HBO Max wants to give us money for the absolutely for sponsorship, that would be totally cool. It's, dude, it's totally worth it. Like, I, I don't pay for. I try to avoid paying for shit because I don't want to. But uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. HBO Max is definitely worth it. Uh, speaking of paying for shit, even if you don't want to, you should head over to Patreon.com/slash/MClassPodcast, where for as little as one dollar a month, you get access to a Discord full of dope folks. Wallpapers, behind-the-scenes blogs, you get back access to tons of podcast content, including Jeff and Josh Shoot the Shit, M-Class, etc., and commentary tracks. And yeah. the more money you put in, the more you get. Yeah! We talk over movies and say jokes over them. It's cool! It is dope. It's all dopeness, and you should be a part of it at patreon.com slash mclasspodcast. We appreciate the patrons who do support us. Uh, we would read all your names, but there's too many of you. You know uh, who you, you are. Know, you know what? I'm going to go to our Patreon right now. Shout out some read folks. Read out some goddamn names of all you cool kids. Read them out. Patrons. I just bumped my microphone, so that's going to be a thing you heard. I'm pretty excited for that. (laughs) (laughs) Let's head over to our Patreon and the relationship manager therein, and let's (laughs) shout out some people. Let's shout out Hunter. Let's shout out I know that guy. Yeah. Let's shout out Zyan. Cool name. Let's shout out Infinity Studios. Cool name. Let's shout out Johnny. Let's shout out Adam. Let's let's shout out Mike Roch. Ha ha, gotcha. No That's way. <laughs> I went to school with that guy. Let's talk about Metroid Mike. Let's talk about yeah, yeah. Spencer. Let's talk about Michael Hugh Squid Ludwig. That's a cool name. That's a cartoon guy. Let's talk about Jeffrey with a G. Let's talk about Salty Snail Queen. Toast <laughs> McGoats. <laughs> Let's talk about Poor Servants. Colin Fulmer. <laughs> Let's talk about Phantom Thief Goofus. Let's talk about Love Zack Snyder as a fucking patron. Zack Snyder? Hell yeah. Man, I can't wait for your fucking, uh, uh, what's it called? Cut. Super cut. Sni- Snyder cut. Snyder cut. <laughs> oh, what the fuck? What, why can't I think Justice of League. Justice League. Jesus Christ. Let's talk, let's talk about Chili Dish Gambino, which is still a great fucking name. Yeah. 
You're all dope patrons. Rudy of Rudy Avia. Let's talk about Darius. Bob. Colmet Snorp. I don't even know what that means. That's Thanks. great. Travis Morphy. Graham Stahlbaum. <laughs> Let's talk about Aaron Damral. ZB. Adam Saucier. Schlesel. Uh-huh. Arturo. God, thank you. Colin Brady, thank you. Uh, David S., you guys are fucking... Yeah, thanks, thank you, guys. I uh, can't get to all of you because, again, people have turned the podcast off now. <laughs> so, uh, I'll read different names out next time, maybe. We'll sure, see. we'll see. Why not? Uh, if you want to keep up with all the Trek boy noise, everything going on on the internet with your favorite two guys, Jeff and Josh, you should head over to uh, M-Class Podcast on Twitter. That's at M-Class Podcast. Mm-hmm. And uh, you can shoot us an email for our other program at mclassemail at gmail.com. No S's. Never has been. <laughs> don't look it up. Don't look at earlier episodes. <laughs> I mean, do that, but don't. Remember pay any attention to them, I guess. Play Hades while you listen and don't pay watch Lovecraft Country. <laughs> Thanks everybody for tuning in and uh we'll be back in another week with another episode of Oh wait, before we go huge shout out to Vitizen for the oh, yeah. for outer space race. Sorry, Vitizen. Our theme song. Thank you so much, Vitizen. You can find him on Twitter at underscore Vitizen underscore. And you can get his great new album, Eclectic Electric, anywhere great music is found on the internet. Cool story about Vitizen. I hung out with him once when I was high, and I was saying the stupidest shit ever. <laughs> when you're high, you always say dumb. I felt like an idiot. <laughs> thanks, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll be back in one week with more M-Class goodness. So bye-bye. Bye-bye.
I'm mentally ill. 